Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Listen to Your Parents podcast. I'm Matt here with my wife, Jen. How are you doing, honey? Spiffy. Spiffy! Fantastic. That's an upgrade from last week when you were... Shitty. No! Come on. Already going for that uh, mature audiences only uh, rating on the podcast this week. Sure, whatever. That's okay. That's okay. We have to keep it. We have to keep it real here. I don't even know what day it is. It's Thursday. It's listen to your parents' podcast night. I just do what you tell me to do. Whatever. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Okay. Wow. All She's right. Lying. So after that, that loving banter, let's bring in this week's guest. First of all, back once again are Dave and Tina from just outside of Pittsburgh. What's going on, guys? It's going all right. Yeah. A little desolate out this way with the weird weather in the last week. Uh, you know, that kind of made us a little stir crazy having to be stuffed inside after having a couple of, uh, 60 degree days. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to live up here in Western Pennsylvania, we got varying amounts of a little bit of snow over the last week, which was unspring-like. Um, and speaking of maybe they got some snow, I'll be curious to find out how much, but our buddies Jay and Sarah from Northwestern Pennsylvania are on with us for the very first time. And this is Thank awesome you. because Jay and Davey and me, we go way back to like college way back. So this is quite the reunion. So how's it going guys? Doing well. And like you said, we got snow mixed with grass. And if you looked out, that's, that's what the forecast was. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I thought living in Edinburgh, I've seen everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was def- yeah. The weather's definitely been a uh, not helpful during this whole thing. I think the theme, at least where we are, has been rain, rain, Wind. more rain. Maybe a day of sun that's reasonably nice enough to go outside, and then seventies, and then seventies, and then just like Snow. more rain. Sarah sent me a picture. Uh, she sent me a picture of not being happy with a fleece hat on saying it is May. Why am I wearing a fleece hat? Why do I have to wear a fleece hat? It's true. Um, my face freeze in May. (laughs) (laughs) So before we go too far, we always make, um, anyone who's coming on for the first time, kind of give us the quick summary of their work life situations. So Jane, Sarah, can you give us the quick on like, well, uh, just what your situation is right now and kind of how life has changed for you guys since we went into lockdown mode weeks ago. Um, for me, it, it hasn't really changed all that much. I'm a stay-at-home mom to two toddlers, two, a uh, two-year-old, uh, soon-to-be three, and a four-year-old. Um, and so our day-to-day only changed a little bit. We just couldn't go to the library or the Y, but um, we mostly – um, do the same thing day after day. And I mean, it was just more important now to do it, like have a routine and, um, and those kinds of things. So in my world, it's kind of not a big change. So it actually works better for the budget. We were going, wow, look at this. We haven't gone anywhere. We haven't gone in spring for food out places and travel. Uh, the car hasn't gone except to yeah. go get a repair because it sat still too long and started to rust the brakes and <laughs> they needed repaired yeah. of uh, being settled. So my brother owns a garage. I called him. And he's like, we're getting a lot of those kind of 
calls, dead batteries from sitting still and finally showing that they're almost done. Oh, Jen, I see a hand. Yeah, that did happen to us recently. We'll, <laughs> well get deeper into that. But uh, we immediately went outside to go to the appointment and had to jumpstart the car or we were going to take the kids in. So, um, yeah, my normal job have, when the COVID thing happens, I work for the public school system as a maintenance employee taking care of um, anything that needs fixed. Um, so with that, uh, the social distancing cut us down to a half day, but they did not cut our wages and such. That was helpful for the household. Um, but it did make, I was, it was actually very helpful and enjoyable. I, I, I enjoyed the more isolation and time to get to the things. Uh, I was told to come into work two hours later and leave two hours earlier. So I got to sleep in, play with the kids in the morning. They got very used to that, having breakfast and rolling around and tumbling before going uh, to work. So uh, that just changed back to normal hours on Monday. So the state says code yellow, code yellow, mm -hmm. just wear masks and social distance while being at work full time. So back to slightly disappointed days feeling long and trying to find things to do because the students aren't there to break things and neither are the employees. So unfortunately the snow stopped and I could mow, but I have to say I did mow some snow two days ago <laughs> while I thought it was nice enough. You get into the shadow around the dugout on the baseball field and shoot snow out the side of the big mowing machine. It's a different mindset in that part of Pennsylvania. You know, snow yeah. is not a absolute, you know, deal breaker for any outdoor activity. You know, it's just kind of like, is that like a little snow? Is this like, don't mow the grass snow? Well, <laughs> I don't know, you know? <laughs> well, I did pull the mower out just to see how it would clear paths during the wintertime as this sort of a lark. They're really powerful, huge. We've got these giant diesel lawnmowers that we ride on zero turns. And uh, so I did. I gave it a try to see if they would blow snow like, as an alternative choice to plowing all the time. Um, it's mediocre at best. It, it bogs. Yeah. <laughs> and you were, I'll, I'll ask you more about um, life in the school district here in a second. But I have uh, our, our man, Mike Sorg, on the ones and twos. He's got a nice video queued up of some of your ingenuity at work, Jay. Because uh, I really hyped, I really hyped you up here in the promo video. I basically called, they basically hyped you up as like Thomas Edison reborn. So, so we're gonna show the video of you with your homemade giant big wheel chasing your children around the basement. All right. Um, so, you want to tell us a story about um, this little home project you've got going here? Yeah. So the kids, what we did is. We went to a New Year's Eve party that was for children and children-based, and it was awesome. We went to the party, mom, dad, and two kids, and it was for children. And the party, what they did is they changed all the clocks back four hours. Great idea. So all the kids did all the things you would do except go to bed at 8 instead of midnight. And at this party, they thought of everything. And part of what they did was they we went to their basement and they had a racetrack in their basement with pads on the infield and a swing. And my kids loved it. Teenagers loved it. They had all the tweens yeah. in piles on wagons and crashing and so much fun. We all just said, we've got to do this. And so <laughs> as, 
as soon as we got home, we just decided that's what the basement now was going to be. It had been full from previous remodeling projects, and it was just a mash of stuff in the way and drywall pieces. So it all got cleared out, and they went away to go see Grandma, and I painted the floor into a racetrack. So now the kids want to go play downstairs. Chase it, Daddy. Chase it, Daddy. Chase it, Daddy. I don't want to run all the time. I know I run from my history of like exercise yeah. and whatever in cross country, but there is days Daddy just wants to sit. So in order to have fun and put the two together, I was like, I need a tricycle. You could grab your bicycle and go around, but then you're it's smaller space. You can't make all the turns. And so tricycle was the only solution. And I saw that they had them available to buy, but I had already acquired a mountain bike, half of a mountain bike from someone's junk. They're like, can I throw this away? And it was at work. And I was like, ah, can I have that first? So I've got a Schwinn mountain bike with full with front suspension as the front of the tricycle. And then I had some extra metal around as I do and some extra set of wheels that I bought at Harbor Freight for a different project that lasted a couple of years. That was the back wheels, got out the welder, the cutters, and then this. I had to re-engineer it though, because yeah, there's a lot of that's not worth even explaining, but I did have to cut the metal of the pedal arms down and shrink them by an inch and a half, weld them back together. There was a lot more to it than there should have been. I I saw that they had a better one on Walmart for 110 bucks, but I just <laughs> might have been the best solution. <laughs> there, there's the personal pride of building it yourself. And yes, I don't think absolutely. you sell yourself short because, like, the, I mean, obviously the theme of this episode is going to be overly ambitious home projects, which <laughs> yes, you make that's... look easy. And the rest of us can only dream of actually pulling off because me, I'm in like, like, like the other day or like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I hung like two pictures in the bedroom and I was like, and I was like king of the castle. I'm like standing on top of the bed, like, you know, doing like, you know, flex. And I'm like, did you see what I did? And you're building tricycles and chasing your kids around the basement. Sarah knows that it isn't that easy. (laughs) <laughs> because you're like, hey, how long did that take? And she saw me go out a couple of nights in a row, and who knows, two in the morning is when I finished and came back in into bed when she's sleeping. So, so have you guys ever heard the Jay the the formula for how long it's going to take Jay to do something? This is her creation plus some of mine, but she's sort of finalized it. I'm, I'm so, looking forward to it. <laughs> so I ask him, well, how long is this going to take? And he tells me. So that's Jay's estimate. So you multiply that by two. Then you add 20 minutes, and that's how long it's going to take. <laughs> <laughs> Only 20 minutes? Right. Give or take. Uh, 20% sometimes. Maybe it's 20%. Yeah. If it's like a day-long project, that's like three and a half days or three and a quarter or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So imagine what a home remodel does when Jay says, I'm going to remodel the house from the inside. <laughs> yeah. I tried to make it as open-ended. We're like, February. I mean, March. April? <laughs> October. October. Yeah, you you guys have, this is going to sound silly, you guys have, Jay, the way you described it to me last time we talked, it sounds like you lived a real life HGTV episode. Like you're describing this and I'm having like visions of like the Property Brothers animation of like the walls coming in and out of your house. It's true. Um, Yeah, it is. It was like that. It's yes. I really should have taken better pictures and documented it for, you know, just because I think it would have been interesting, but when you have toddlers, like that whole process just gets lost because they just consume so much time. But I have some. he really did. I mean, it really was completely, it's totally different than yeah. it was. Yeah. So 
I didn't touch one wall. One wall you did not touch. There's one wall I did not touch, and <laughs> one in one secondary bathroom in our in our master bedroom. But the master bedroom changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was the yeah. wall was the wall like a sacred wall? Was it a wall that you promised the previous owner that you were not going to touch? Was it, no, it was possibly sprinkled with holy water? No, I think it was just that if we had actually tried to touch that wall, it would have like astronomically increased the budget because we talked about oh. putting it, but okay. we didn't because it would have just completely blown it out of the way. Water so so how much of your life did this home remodel consume just just out of curiosity like when did this oh. come to an end if it is did it come to an end it's is it over it's not done, it's not okay. done. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. let me just rotate the camera okay <laughs> see there's a blank door there there's no door there in the background okay <laughs> uh, in there there is a full shower surround installed a hole yeah. in the floor in wires and if you read the wood on the floor, it shows where the outlets are inside the wall. The wiring is inside the wall for the overhead vanity, the wall outlets, the ceiling lights. Yeah, that's, and I'm like, as Sarah will say, I think that's a weekend job to do the whole bathroom. <laughs> so that's so how long will it be, Sarah? Two and a half weekends. Two and a half weekends. <laughs> okay. like a month Plus 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it was also, is it available? Are the kids busy? Is there someone to take care of the kids? Is she going to be there half the time or the whole time? So, I, This is so fun. I love it. Yeah, we're going to go take care of a small child meltdown and I'll continue. Oh, that's okay. We understand. Um, so, so like how, how um, like I'm going to assume that being under a sort of lockdown for you was conducive to you completing some of these work projects around your house. And I'm sure there are a lot of other people who of varying degrees of ambition who are trying to tackle stuff too right now. Uh, well, mm, so as I should have been utilizing the time for that, I built another building during the remodel and have been, and it's out. It's outside, and I was turning it into a functional shop yeah. for constructing anything from cars to furniture. So I was wiring that with a hundred amp service from my own power in my panel because mm -hmm. I rewired my house and I added a generator panel to run my house off a generator, and then I added a line out to power the building, and then I wired the building for lights uh, and for. Um, welders and for power saws and mm -hmm. spread it all out. And there's going to be a couple of screens and a projector and a couple of surround sound systems. I have a high powered amplifier for a stage area also in there. And uh, the kayaks are now on a crank winch system. So they go up into the ceiling. So, you know, I do some things when I should have been, <laughs> should have been doing the trim. No, <laughs> no not, I mean, the important thing is that you're, you're still, you're still, tackling home improvement projects you know so well, i mean as long as you're attacking and keeping something your, yeah and keeping what it is, your mind busy <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know from you knowing me and what i've grandiose said as far as i'd like to do whatever i'm trying to be less disappointing to myself by accomplishing all my over ambitious dreams that come out but don't get done so i'm trying to raise the ratio of that so you had asked, did did you want to run the video or did it run or whatever? Uh, of the uh, tricycle? Yeah. 
Yeah, we've got the tri the tricycle video ran. Okay, that's fine. But um, but because I, I, I bet your mic's gonna top. run it again right now. So yeah, oh, there I go, around yep. the circle. So the reason I wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to not jump onto the next topic. So you had asked, is there some, is there something that you can do with your family, some small uh, projects and such to entertain? Right. Is there some sort of a takeaway for the? Um... Um, yeah, for, for the average family, because <laughs> you're above average when it comes to home improvement, Jay. So it is a nonstop internal part of my personality. I have to be building something constantly, which I realize is not a drive for many people. <laughs> yeah. Um, the takeaway could be that hmm, you can learn how to do a lot of these things. And yes, YouTube videos are essential. Unfortunately, I've seen things where they say, if you watch a YouTube video, you feel satiated that you have kind of accomplished it, even though you've not learned how to do it. Mm -hmm. I believe there's more to that than you can actually learn. And if you have your mind focused that I need to learn how to do a light switch, mm -hmm. you can learn how to do those things. Change out the light switches, um, put in a light fixture. You know what? It's you guys, Matt and Jen, that I believe one of my first serious wiring jobs was for as far as a step of progress of understanding. You had me mm -hmm. in your one house in the bathroom, I believe. You're like, how come this yeah. turns on? With... <laughs> and I hadn't really faced those kind of uh, jobs before, but then... Uh, so I just, I, but I just logiced it and did it. You could look it up on how to do it. But. Well, I, I think, yeah, I, I think to your point, like, I think a lot of people who are, you know, stuck at home right now are kind of like finding the courage to try new things and kind of expand their skill set a little bit, um, no matter what they're doing. So like, for me, it's probably been, it's probably been like cooking, like in the kitchen. That's been kind of like my biggest growth during mm -hmm. the lockdown. It's just yeah. by the nature of me just being home and not eating out that we're mm -hmm. just, you know, trying and trying and cooking and, you know, many successes. Um, but, you know, then every once in a while, you know, the other day I screwed up rice. I couldn't cook rice right and I messed it up. So, but, you know, but you burnt it. I burned it. But I mean, like, that's like a one in a hundred well, shot on me for me now. I mean, I'm like, I have a very high success rate on rice now. Um, <laughs> and, um, it is the time up. to learn. Yeah, it is, it is the time to just like you know build your confidence, and then you know you talk about you know you know if you're stumped on something, you know you go and you check uh, YouTube or you you Google it. You know, I, I googled something and I found a recipe for homemade oatmeal cream pies. I've probably told the story like 13 times on this podcast so far, but you know it was like one of those things where I saw it and I was like, hey, I've got these ingredients. This seems scary. It's going to require the KitchenAid mixer. I don't bake at all, but you know what? I'm stuck in this house and I need something to do, and we're going to try to make this thing. And, you know, it, it worked. It, it could yeah. have gone either way, but on the, on that day, it, it turned out. So, I mean, I think the same thing goes for, you know, your home improvement idea. You know, if you're thinking maybe it's time to, I don't know, hypothetically replace the baseboard in one of the bathrooms, you know, if it's time to, oh, you know, give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, you can things. judge your own fear factor on things <laughs> or look it up. I mean, if there's no if there's no electricity involved, then what's the harm? 
by nailing yeah. something in and maybe it doesn't stay very good. Who cares? You could maybe yeah. try it again after if it falls, try it again. Like, you know, putting up the, uh, the towel rack holders. A lot of people don't have success with towel rack holders. They put them on the wall. They make it about nine months and then the little tabs yank out of the drywall. Mm-hmm. And then your towel, you know, you got that, you go and you set it on and it pulls out and you're like, I don't like that. I see torn drywall from the, it doesn't matter that you've gone and it's come out. Now you've learned that it doesn't work that way. Try something else to put it back up. Don't give up. Yeah. Um, by the way, it's butterfly, uh, butterfly bolts. That's how the next step is. Just, <laughs> that's that's what, what you're going for. So you, you just saved us the, the, the three or four false starts on hanging the, the towel. I, I, I hung the curtain rods. Um, like about a week or so ago. And oh, that good. was at least the third or fourth attempt to keep the th- curtain rods in the wall. But like this time I was like, no, you know what? This time we're doing it right. The screws and the little, and the little things, the anchor, the plastic thing to put in there and, and, and the drill and the hole and everything. And you knock it in, you get it in there real tight. And it's been up there for a good, like seven or eight days now. And I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident that it might just stay up there for like, I don't know, maybe another month or two or three, you know, I'm, this, I'm feeling good about this one. It's never coming down. It's never coming down. She says. So, yeah. Well, the secret is to know what's inside the wall. Yeah. And to find your placement. Every window has a frame of wood that holds it in. So you get close enough to that edge. You're going to hit some good stuff and you don't need those plastic anchors. You just need longer screws. Yeah. As long as they don't go to the other side of the wall, you're good. Yeah. As long as you don't go see daylight on the other side when you throw your hole. Right. So, uh, um, uh, just, okay. just a fun fact, because we're on this, I've also done things at Dave and Tina's house and made a cat door for them as, as a project. Which thing was epic. I just think of that. I love that. I missed it. It got, it got so many compliments from people that came in. They're like, that's a cat door. And it even has little, little, like little doors that open back and forth. And it's got a little lock on it. Where does it It go? It was marbleized. And it was the uh, basement. (laughs) It was, it was based on the Parthenon to be, to be fair. So what I did is I took a picture of the Parthenon and went with the uh, dimensional aspects of the Parthenon. And made their cat door that way. It had lots of decorative inlay across the roof of it. It had, I, I did routed pillars with steps going up. That was a lot of fun. I have pictures. There was an archway and everything. It was great. Yeah. I remember that. It was great. Yeah, it was an amazing door. It's right? so it's door. like when you drop in the, we're... I used the Parthenon as my inspiration for this cat. I was like, yeah, of course you did. Of course. That's like perfect. Always an inspiration. <laughs> Fantastic. I think when we sold, sold the house, we got an extra thousand out of it because of that. <laughs> even, they didn't even have pets. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to open a business. Part of what I was going to do at the shop is I'm going to be releasing a line of those cat doors that are easy to install where you just rough cut a hole and you had adhesive backed doors and you just slide these two tubes together and sandwich the wall and it's done. Which is a lot easier than the five hours I spent putting the little one custom building it into your wall day. Well, I mean, you got you got to do it at levels. You got to have like the one size fits all cat door, and then you've got to have like the platinum cat door, and that's like mm. well, they're all platinum cat cats. doors. Yeah. And I'll make it in platinum if you really want to. We can make them out of metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we get we your custom operation going there. That's right. Um, I guess plywood versus I could be bejeweled for the stars. Come to my mansion and see my bedazzled cat door. Fluffy is beautiful and goes to its $500 manicures and has this, well, hopefully a $1,000 door that they buy off of me for a cat. 
Jay, for all the for all the crazies out there that have watched Lion King and or Tiger King, and they're going to go out and oh, buy a whole I bunch of tigers. Now you can make a tiger sized door. <laughs> oh yes! Oh my God! Watch your tiger. <laughs> now available in tiger size. All right. Um, oh yes. What were you going to say? No. Remember when we were in uh, New Orleans and we did that tour of the cemeteries and the cat that's in like a half a million dollar. Yes. Crip. Mausoleum. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. She got, she was buried with her cat. Two cats. Yeah. They get their own side. Yeah. Giant. Like, like just to finish the story, like when you get like a giant crypt, it's like above ground in new Orleans and you end up, you know, you get it up for yourself, but then like you're like, you know what, this is really big, so you know I'll let like the next generation they can use it too, and like you yep. end up with five or six people. No, this lady, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, she's like, this crypt is for me and my two damn cats. No one else is coming in here, mine forever. You know, it's fantastic. Okay, here's oh, a picture of the, the door. Uh, cat door. Oh, they're Lovely. giving a focus. Look at this, Sorgo, you get yeah, this. Wait, I got Tina to <laughs> hold it up for me. Hold it up again, Tina. I'm sorry. Move it a little. It, it came in. Yeah, hold it a little bit. We, we were. It was perfect. There it is. Oh, here perfect. is the tint. Yeah. Uh, it's got a little latch on it, so you can lock the keys downstairs, so they don't come up when you have company. But the job with that is to be at the top of your steps. So yeah. what you do is you leave it open to let the cats go down and use the litter box in the basement without having to leave the basement door open, blocking traffic to the rest of the house. And you don't want it in the door. This. Oh, and there's a face popping through it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yes. So Otherwise, you would think it's a human door. It's yeah, so, a so wall is, re- is you can patch a wall, but you can't patch a door back up. So if the cat dies, and or you hate it, or you whatever, you can patch the wall back up, and nobody will know. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's keep moving on here. I, I feel like let's I love one to another. But-, <laughs> but it's good to have that option, just in case, you know. For home reasons. Cats are devious. Yeah. Oh, sometimes people like, oh, I don't want a house with pets. I never had any. You can make the door go away and pretend it's never existed. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> all right. While, while we're while we're um, circling the um, the idea of um, yeah, <laughs> overly ambitious home projects, um, you also mentioned the, um, the 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 thing you've got going on outside that you and your kids have been working yes. on. Well, tell us about that. Yeah. So. Uh, one project sprang several more projects, of course, which is how it works for me. So when you guys all came over, we do a thing called the pentathlon every, hopefully every year, but maybe not this one. I was hosting that year. After that, I did changes to my house and I had a porch that came with the house made by people who didn't know what they're doing. The porch had to go. So the porch went and it was rickety. Cinder block walls were around our basement door. It was spider infested and no sun it was nasty pulled that out we had bought a tractor with a bucket and i really overworked it and scooped the back side of the house open the dirt so that you could have a nice walkway up to the back door of the basement and then from there i had a lot of extra dirt left over and in my forethought is our child children only one of them was around and i decided i was going to move the extra dirt over to a corner of the yard that would have nice shade under the only couple trees that we have. And I started to spread it and make it into what would be a fun little area for a town. 
And then the weeds grew up and it wasn't settled yet. And the kids weren't interested in being down there. Well, it just so happens that this past couple weeks, two weeks of quarantine together, we decided to do a garden and needed some topsoil. I was like, that thing hasn't come to fruition. And that was one more of my ideas that maybe or maybe not come to fruition. So I looked at the dirt again about to scoop it up and decided, no, it's now all packed. The area looks great. I'm going to mow it. Hey, it is what I expected three years ago. It's ready. And so <laughs> I got dirt someplace else. I didn't give up on this dream. Three years. Tiny Town, my kids named it. So <laughs> Tiny Town came into existence when I told the kids, and they're like, I want to go outside. And Daddy didn't want to push him on the swing one more time. So what we did is we went in and used power tools and scrap wood and made little buildings. And I let the kids use the power nailer, the air nailer. <laughs> And, well, I was with them, of course, and I'd pulled it in place, and they pulled the trigger, and they were super excited. Oh, don't mention that. So Come we on. Made, so we made boxes from scrap wood, and then they were already white-primed leftovers from doing the house trim. So they drew windows and doors, and they wanted a name on their building, and Elias made a hotel that was really tall, and he wanted me to draw the floors and doors and then put his name on the top. So Elias's hotel, and then Clara always plays Clara's Cafe in our basement in a little play area. So she wanted tiny town. Uh, so they took the toy. They, we did that. And then they took them over and they're like, let's call it tiny town. And so now it's a thing. And they're like, Oh, we can do projects and make more buildings and go play in tiny town. And the neighbor kids came over and they were chopping away and making roads with them. The older kid. And, and then we dug a lake the other day, put a bucket in it, made a lake and a beach. And yep. Was fun. Yeah. So our project now is whenever you want to do something fun and simple and add to it, you get two two by fours, you like chop them into chunks, nail them together, paint them, and now you've got one more building in Tiny Town. You didn't have to go spend a dollar for a Hot Wheels car or an accessory. This is like you just make an accessory for Tiny Town with scrap, and they're just as excited as if they pulled out a brand new five dollar new it's toy from yeah. from the store. Yeah, so there you go. Anybody can have a Tiny Town if they got a patch of anything, concrete. Glad, whatever. You just take scraps, take a permanent marker, make them look like buildings, and now, oh, let's make another one. Sure. And then they can set them all up and play with their cars with it. So that's one of those hands-on projects for cheap that everyone can take away. That's right. I love it. See, that's very, I mean, I mean, anyone can do that um, to varying degrees. So, I mean, search your base, search your basement, search your garage, find all your scrap yeah. wood, build yourself a tiny town for your kids. I've told Jay a couple times we should start like a blog or something, and the title should be Stuff I Do with Things I Find in My Basement. Yes, because most of our <laughs> like, stuff is that. It just, he randomly pulls stuff out of the basement. I'm like, hey, look at this. I'm like, okay. So it works. It saves us money, too. It's where the tricycle, I didn't pay a dollar for the tricycle. It was just scrap parts, things I had around. All right. Sorry, I had a flyby. <laughs> <laughs> screaming at the TV. I, you know, I was I was just staring at this object in the corner of our kitchen and I'm reminded that our own son, uh, who loves Halloween, has decided that the time to start preparing for Halloween is now. <laughs> and he has started to pull like pieces of random objects out of nowhere. And he's like, I think I could turn this into a, uh, I think I could turn these three hockey sticks into like a, uh, into like a, 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 a 
whatever, like a like a tent frame that I could hang a cauldron from. I think I can uh, build this into a frame for a skeleton. And I'm like, oh, son, <laughs> it's six it, it, it's six months away. It, no, five five months. It's too soon. I, but it's never too soon for him. So, so, Jay, yeah, you've inspired him. Apparently, well, somehow I have, you've inspired. I have lots him. of good ideas for Halloween that cost nothing that are scary. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> basically doing the same the thing. <laughs> he's creating stuff out of nothing too. He's spending no money. He's just repurposing objects around the house. It is very good. That's where it starts. Yeah, I want Chase. Legos. Legos is actually where it starts. Yeah, that's true too. We've got a pretty uh, huge Lego collection, and uh, it was dangerously coming, dangerously close to taking over our dining room, which we were kind of turning into like the pseudo schoolroom. Um, and so the Legos were taking over the schoolroom and the learning area was turning into the Lego area. So we had to like gather up all the Legos and like create a space in the basement that they'll just like shove them into a corner. Um, but it's nice cause now at least one of our kids, um, our youngest who is more in tune with the Legos, he will actually go down to the basement and play with the Legos now. And typically, you know, the basement was kind of like a, you know, an area where they, weren't going very often. So anytime you can create another option for the children to get away from the rest of the family, it's probably a, a pretty good move. Uh, especially the dates. With the right, little one kids, the Yankoviches, what do they have as far as dealing with home with the new like uh, Chase? What's what's that incorporate for you guys being home? Dealing with the children. Well, in school is the schoolwork that the teachers are giving him, um, it's pretty much done within two hours. Um, so after that, he tends to get on Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> and he Fortnites it up with his buddy that he he has from school. And then, you know, we'll go outside. We'll tell him, you got to go outside and go do something. Do something. Do exercise. Go for a run. Go for a walk. Whatever. And uh, he just goes down to the trampoline and jumps for 30 minutes. And then he comes back in, gets a snack, starts playing Fortnite again. (laughs) So I've even joined the battle, but usually it's whenever Taylor goes to bed. Um, And then I start playing with him, but I can't keep up with him. He's he's too too into it. But I was like that as a kid, too. Um, However, we didn't have... Back in the day, we didn't have pandemics to keep us inside. Well, we wish we could be when we want to play video games. <laughs> you want me to stay inside all day? Yeah, you know, and like play dream. video games. It's like back, the dream. Even back then, you know, we had tons of things. We were always in the woods, digging tunnels, digging forts, making all sorts of stuff, playing with fire. See, that's where the construction and all the construction comes from. That because it was always making wood stick forts, and all that leads to home remodeling in, you know, a much more expensive way from free sticks to ones that are $5 over in aisle 35. Right. Lumber. I think like the, the the takeaway almost is that like you keep your, you know, you think your kids are, are this one way and that if they're, and that they're just going to be that way, but you, you contain them for a prolonged period of time, say two months and you finally see that like they get bored of the one thing, one or two things that they were constantly doing mm-hmm. and you start to see them branch out. So like, yeah, the one day like our oldest suddenly is like, I'm going to start building stuff because I'm just, I've seen and done all the things that I 
do around this house and it, I've got to do something else. Um, and, and they, they really do like it. They, you know, they can't stay this way for, you know, stay in that one lane forever. They eventually, you know, kids are kids and they have to, you know, try new things and explore and, um, try new stuff. I mean, Mason's been outside, you know, shooting basketball, which has not been his MO lately, but he gets out there and he wants mm-hmm. to shoot hoops now. So it's just like, they can only play Fortnite for so long and they can only do, you know, this thing for so long. Eventually they start to, you know, crave something else. Axe throwing. Yeah. <laughs> well, inflatable sure. axe throwing. So yeah, that was definitely a thing that happened. Oh, we have a plastic one that our four-year-old wields. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's less, that, yeah. It's, it's it's been repoed a couple of times. You can't hit you can't hit your sister with that. Yeah. What what are you I'm just making up a song waving an axe. That's the same that's the same with the swords and inflatable weapons and all that other stuff. They're all on top of the fridge. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I think um today we are just talking about impounding every wheeled form of transit that we have in our garage like every bike every scooter because they were they were they were going wild today they were just like like Noah's like out there on the scooter and he's like going up to the corner and you could just see him like making that turn like I'm just I'm gone I'm just going you know (laughs) see you later we're like come back here now or I am literally gonna like put like the the giant yellow thing on the front (laughs) of your scooter so the wheel doesn't turn anymore and we're gonna lock this thing down because God knows where he'd end up if we just let the him kids keep going. Boot. Yeah, the kids the boot. boot. Yeah, you get in the boot. Pay yeah, the exactly. ticket. Do the dishes, and you on get the get the boot off your tricycle. Exactly. <laughs> Got to pay your fine uh, to get it out of the uh, scooter. Clean mommy daddy's lot. room. Yeah. Clean the bathroom, and oh, you really made me mess. You go clean the basement, and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> we actually started the allowance thing with Chase this week, and uh, he's kind of taken a liking to cleaning dishes so <laughs> i'm gonna let him have that uh but he he's just like i'm just saving up for a bundle in Fortnite. i'm like well the money continues so you can get your bundle in Fortnite, but then you can have more money just put it away mm-hmm. but this is like once a week it's probably like seven bucks you know five bucks seven bucks and that's for doing dishes at dinner time and whenever we tell them to yeah but you know, I told him, I'm like, we're going to add to this at some point. It's not just dishes. At some point, it's going to be other things. Right. But like cleaning up after yourself is not considered a chore. Yeah, it's something you should do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think that's definitely something that's crossed my mind too. Is like the idea of an allowance because with just like uh, the online shopping, you know, ramping up because you're not going out. I mean, I, I, I get three types of packages, all right? Three times of deliveries come to my house for me. Uh, they're either um, wrestling T-shirts, light bulbs, or uh, parts to upgrade the laptop that I'm working on right now that I have yet to harness the courage to actually install. But it's coming, Jay. I'm inspired by you, and I'm going to put this thing into this thing, and I'm going to make it work. So well, you should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you should be further ahead. So when we were in radio broadcast at college, the reason I was learned how to build computers from scratch is because the radio station got a CD burner. It showed up in a box and yeah, everybody's like that. looking around like, who's going to put it in? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, Hi, let's give it a try. There's instructions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. not, I know some other people. 
And that was so before the Google and the YouTube. Like, we didn't even have that back then. Jay. No, no. Just so. Um, since you brought up the technical stuff, I wanted to ask you real quick about, um, I, I'm not saying this to be mean, but um, you're working in a rural school district. Yes. Uh, and whenever everything went into lockdown, uh, they kind of had to bridge the uh, technology gap out there uh, for the kids. You would talk about that. I thought that was interesting when you mentioned it to me. Yeah. What? So what we did is we had no established online learning. Other school districts in our county, uh, the our alma mater that Dave and I went to, General McLean, had uh, in not just because one of our best buddies is in charge of the IT department there, and he's absolutely awesome at it. Um, <laughs> we had some catch up to do at ours, and we quickly did. And I was I was really surprised and proud of the solution they came up with. So we live in a very or our my school was in a very rural area. Uh, we only have about 120 people per class, uh, per graduating class, and mm-hmm. therefore put together where that's located. We're on the far outskirts of Erie. Uh, internet connection is slim pickings to choose for a provider. So to overcome this, what the school did is got Verizon hotspots because AT&T and Cricket and uh, – uh, T-Mobile, none of those work out here. None. Like you can walk outside of the school and you can get a bar or two with AT&T. And so Verizon's pretty much your choice. So they got Verizon hotspots for all the kids to go with laptops. And uh, parents would come, give the name, and they would get a hotspot if needed, uh, provided for their whole family to use. So um they really conquered it and immediately got a portal set up uh, and the kids into online instructions and really jumped. It went from nothing to jumping the whole chasm and getting it going. The, the, uh, the one interesting thing is along with learning to do that and kids will always find something they're not supposed to do. So they would have zoom online classes and the teachers had to tell the students, don't you, you can't drive your car and be in Zoom on for class. You can't be driving while you're attending class. This is illegal. <laughs> I don't Wait, know how why old I were these kids? You. They're the high school. Okay. Sophomore, junior, seniors. Okay. <laughs> I, I just in my head, there's like you know this little like third grader in like the giant red car. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, like... uh, there's been lots of cats. Uh, people do their, they bring their pets to classes. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's a big thing. A lot of teachers like, yeah, someone will come in and I, I knowing my daughter, she's wearing the other girls. I'm sure are like this. They're wearing their princess outfits, like a, <laughs> just like a collage of colors and they're bringing their dog who's dressed up and it's very distracting the rest of the class. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, like the, the technology thing is a huge deal. Um, down here in Pittsburgh, uh, the public school district in, in the city um, basically had to admit that like, like everyone district is going to pass yeah. because they couldn't bridge the technology gap for everyone. And obviously, they had a, there was tens of thousands of kids not that need to be taught. Yeah, not everyone has home internet and stuff. And it's like, it, I mean, I'll, you know, it just uh, a thing like this exposes all these gaps. Um, in the system that um, yeah, and legally you can't provide the service if you can't equally provide the service. So when we first started before there was hotspots for everybody, what we had was online guides for enrichment 
<clears throat> so there was enrichment curriculum you could go on and do, and you could have enrichment meetings with teachers, but until everybody was given their own, you weren't allowed to be mandatory. So that was a, a thing. <laughs> That's good. I mean, do you hear my kid screaming in the background? He's playing Fortnite. <laughs> He's playing Fortnite. He's just yelling at somebody. Yeah, okay, great. Sork says everyone's, we're getting all that. Great. Um, he's been in through, through the kitchen like five times apologizing and has not lowered the volume yet. Okay, but anyway, uh, it's, getting close. it's getting close to 10 o'clock here on the East Coast. So um, what we like to do before we uh, wrap things up uh, is we ask um, our guests to offer some uh, words of wisdom or inspiration uh, to anyone out there who might be struggling uh, or perhaps just uh, give them a little boost or a pat on the back, you know, anything, any kernel, any nugget that you might have. Uh, so uh, not too much pressure, but Jay, you go first. Uh, kernel of wisdom, I like to always have something new and go for it. Um, you might not feel you have time, but work with your significant other and try to, people can always make time for what they really are drawn and, and care about. I don't go to the gym, but I really like to build things and give things to my kids to play and work with. So I say just do it. Put the foot forward. I don't sleep enough, and that's the takeaway. I do that instead. <laughs> Sarah, you got anything? I mean, I think I'm just piggyback off what Jay said because in the time that we've been together, that's something I'm much more of a cautious person. Um, and so – that's um, his, I don't want to say like, I don't know, fearlessness, but he does. He just goes for it. He tries it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Whereas I'm like, well, let's think about this. What's the pros? What's the cons? Like, oh. Um, and so, yeah, just just try it. There, I think if anything, like this whole situation, we, it's crazy. And so if, you, if there's something you want to do, do it. Try it. You don't know what tomorrow is. Um with the kids, that's what we do. We do one day and we make it what we can make it and try it again tomorrow. <laughs> blow, blow that stimulus check and take a step. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's happened. To provide yeah. for your community. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Davey? Um, I just, I don't know. I would say just, you know, keep back, keep active. If there are days that I'm having a bad day, it's because I haven't gotten the workout in. Um, but yeah, keep active, try to stay healthy, wear your masks when you go to the grocery store, Yes, but <laughs> there's going to be a, a light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to happen at some point. We don't know when, but until then, make each day different if you can. That's the only way you can stay out of this insanity uh, and feeling, you know, cooped up is if you can you know, just make things different each day. Awesome. Tina? I don't know. Can you hear me through days? I do. Okay. Mine, I think, would be we all just need to realize everybody's going to have a bad day or maybe a couple of bad days. It's unfortunate when we all have different bad days. It seems like there's a slew of them, but <laughs> you know, there's going to be a lot of good days and we have to focus for those and just keep on going. We've already been through this for eight weeks. I think. 
This is the ninth Seven, episode right? of this podcast, so that's at least been nine weeks. Damn. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's crazy. It's good. It's, it's very handy for me. It helps me keep track. It's like yeah. scratching on an, a, 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 you know, check mark on the wall for every day in prison. So keeping track. <laughs> house is a prison. <laughs> this house is a prison. Um, <laughs> one more. <laughs> one more. Almost there. Uh, honey, you want to get any words of wisdom? Just be nice. I after, couldn't agree more. After today, just don't be a jerk. Just yeah. be nice. Yeah. Some people just some people don't understand what's going on. Just be nice. <laughs> you can That's never go right. wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, being nice is a is a good one. Uh, and I will mention, uh, and I'll kind of circle back. I was kind of circling the same thought um, over the weekend. We took another trip to Ohio Powell State Park. Um, you would not think that our children, our city living children, would want to be outdoors. But they were running, they were doing the trail, they were climbing the rocks, they were doing slightly dangerous things near the stream. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like, I would qualify it as a quote-unquote adventure oh, it was level an adventure. Uh, outing. There was a snake in the water that scared what? the crap out of you. Sure did. Yep. And Noah started throwing rocks at it. Noah threw rocks at it. Uh, so it was very, it was a very positive experience. Uh, and I guess, the, I guess the point of this is like, if you have kids like ours, like it feels like they're just like complete homebodies. But like, honestly, the kids, they want to get out of the house. Deep down, they want to get out and do things and experience new things. Um, and it, sometimes it. it's hard to believe that, you know, when you're, when you're living with them 24 seven, but they do. I know those snakes are out there, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed myself. Yes. And now you're never going back. I'll probably go back. You'll probably go back. Yeah. Probably. Once you have a proper weapon or sidearm to take with you well, to defend you yourself. Get the park rangers involved and in... you just take like a yeah, you know, um I don't know. What what's a small um self defense object that the park rangers wouldn't carry that you took with them? I don't know. Katana blade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Katana blade. <laughs> All right. You can't take the stick, though. You always leave the stick behind. You don't take for nature just pictures and leave only footprints. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to remember that one, too. All right. Um, Jay and Sarah, thanks a lot for coming uh, you. you. I'm so happy to bring you back in here. This is like a sort of reunion from our college radio days. This is really uh, phenomenal to get the three of us together again. So it was awesome to have you two on. And uh, Dave and Tina, thanks for coming on again. Appreciate you, too. Always honey. Great seeing you guys. Thanks for being you. I will try to get to that next thing. But in the meantime, enjoy the curtain rod. Come on. It's awesome. Hey, when's our anniversary? <laughs> I don't know. It's like something. Calendar. Um, a little over a week. A little over a week. A little over a week away. Can't wait. <laughs> Could be great. We're going to be married how many years? 16. Good job. 16. All right. There you go. I was there. I don't remember. <laughs> you were in it. That was the whole point is that nobody remembered. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you very much, Mike Sorg, the ones and twos, very much. Listen to your parents. Follow us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out. Check out the old episodes. Stay strong. We'll see you next time. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.